Thank you, Julia. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you again. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ivor Cooper. I come from Leamington Spa, and every so often I have the privilege of coming over here to Abbey to share with you uh, on a Sunday morning. Um, harvest. Well, we've already had the question asked, what is harvest? And we had various responses. I want to focus on one of the words that was said. I think it was said by Roger at the back there. You said reaping, didn't you? Um, I think really that's perhaps the core of what harvest is about. So let me show you some simple pictures. They're done in the form of a sum, but don't let that put you off. See if you can answer these sums, all right? If you were to plant an acorn, what will you get? An oak tree, yes. All right. I'm not trying to catch anyone out here, all right? <laughs> That's the principle, isn't it? Plant an acorn, you'll get an oak tree. Let's just move it on a little bit. If you plant, that's meant to be a potato, all right? A seed potato. What do you get if you plant a seed potato? Potatoes. You uh, don't get bananas. You don't get grapes. You get potatoes. If you plant a potato, you expect to reap a potato. So this principle of you reap what you sow which is at the heart of harvest, is something that actually, I believe, is true of, of life generally. So let's just expand it a little bit. If you've got a light switch with an off and an on position, and I know electricity can fail and all those sorts of things, but just if everything's working all right, if you put a light switch from the off to the on position, what do you get? Light, okay? <laughs> so that's what happens there. If we go a little bit further with this, if we were to use our hands for something that they shouldn't be used for, perhaps if you take something that doesn't belong to you, or you hit someone, or you spat someone, what then will happen? It's not quite as simple, but pain? Yes. Pardon? Punishment? Well, there'll be a consequence of what you do with your hands. You'll hurt someone, won't you? Yeah. So somebody might cry as a result. So this idea of reaping and reaping what you sow, which is at the heart of harvest, actually is a principle that goes through life generally, isn't it? And it's picked up, although it's a phrase that we often say, you reap what you sow, it's a, a sentence that's found in the Bible. It's in the book of Galatians. Oh, and this is the principle, isn't it? For every action there is a consequence, okay? Newton put it in one of his laws. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And it's true of life. And as I said, it's a verse that you'll find in the Bible that says this, do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A person reaps what they sow. And we find that that is true. Whatever we do, wherever we go, it's a universal principle. You might say, I don't need the Bible to tell me that. But the Bible gives a bit more here. Because it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A person reaps what they sow. Because sometimes we do kid ourselves. We think sometimes that if we plant potatoes, we will grow bananas. But no, it doesn't work like that. But we do deceive ourselves. How can we be deceived then with this principle of we reap what we sow? 
Well, we can be deceived by delay, can't we? See, when I was the age of some of the children here, my parents gave me a, a, a patch of garden, um, and I could grow whatever I wanted in it. It was only perhaps about two metres by one metre. It wasn't very big. Uh, I remember one time I dug a hole and I, um, I grew. I, I uh, had some tadpoles in there and uh, uh, you know, got some frog spawn and they soon went as when they grew in, into frogs. But sometimes I grew things in there. And I remember the very first time I had this ground, it was a Saturday morning, I prepared it. Then I went down into town to Woolworths. Woolworths was a shop that sold absolutely everything. The answer was yes, now what's the question? And I bought some seeds. I wasn't quite sure what they were. They looked pretty on the front, so I bought these seeds. I went back home. Um, I followed the instructions on how many seeds to plant, how deep, then to water them. And then it was dinner time, and I went in for dinner. And I came out after dinner, and do you know they hadn't grown? <laughs> Don't be deceived by delay. You see, this principle of reaping what we've sown, some of us will say, well, I know I'm not perfect, and, and I did those things wrong, perhaps years or decades ago, and I've got away with it. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A person reaps what they sow. We may think we've got away with it, but no, we haven't. God is not mocked. We don't get away with it. That's a bit salutary. That's a bit, uh, brings you up a bit, doesn't it? What else can we be deceived by? We can be deceived by size. Now, this is probably the biggest acorn you've ever seen in your, in your life. But um, we might say, okay, all right, um, I'm not going to be deceived by delay, but actually, I haven't done very big things wrong. Uh, you can't compare me to people I hear about, like uh, Harvey Weinberger, is it, or Weinstein, um, who's been doing all those things. I, I'm not that bad. And so we think because we haven't done big things wrong, we're okay. W when we moved to our first house, when Angela and I, uh, we, we got married, we had a small house, hadn't got a very big garden, but we thought we'd try and grow in the garden things that were just right for the kitchen, the kitchen garden. And one of the things I knew that was easy to, to grow was mint. Have you ever seen mint seed? It is so fine, so small. You can have hundreds in the palm of your hand, and if you were to sneeze, they would go everywhere. So small. So I planted a few mint seeds. Soon, our garden, what it was, was covered with mint. It just took over the garden. I was deceived by it was so small, but it grew so large. We might say, oh, I haven't done much wrong. They're just small things. That's not the point. We've done things wrong, large and small. In one sense, every human being is in the same boat. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A person will reap what they sow. Do not be deceived by delay. Don't be deceived by size. But we say, oh, dear. But there must be a way of getting around this. And so we come up with some sort of scheme. And we think like this, okay, I've done lots of wrong things, but what I'll do is lots of right things, and I'll hope that my good things will weigh out my wrong things. You know the principle? That the good things we do will somehow get rid or make God forget the bad things that we've done. 
Now, does that generally work in life? Imagine that I'd been caught speeding. <laughs> Never happened. And I was going 40 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour limit, and I got a letter through saying, you've been caught on camera, we know it was you, it was your car, there's a picture of you in the driving seat, you can't get round it. I know it doesn't work like this, because I have been caught speeding, but imagine that uh, I, I was asked to go along to court to present myself before a judge, okay? And the judge would say, we've got the evidence, Mr. Cooper, you've been caught speeding, going 40 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour limit, how do you plead? And I'd say, yes, guilty, I've done that thing wrong. But, my lord, can I claim that I have kept under the speed limit on hundreds of other occasions? And so I've kept the law loads of times. Can that somehow wipe out the time when I sped? But he'll say, nonsense. It doesn't work like that, doesn't it? Your good things don't wipe out the bad things. You've done something wrong. And we try all sorts of schemes to say that will cover up the wrong things that we've done. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A person reaps what they sow. Oh dear. We're in trouble, aren't we? Now is this a universal law, not just with the harvest, but with life, with the things that we think and say and do wrong? Is there any exception to this rule that we will reap one day what we have sown in this life. Well, let me just change focus. Can I have a, a volunteer? Juliet, you might um, sort of tell me whether it's a good volunteer I choose. I want somebody who's going to be fairly sensible and just do what I want them to do at the front <laughs> here. Um, and it's not just one person. You can volunteer. Why? Oh, s sorry, what did you say? Oh, it doesn't, as long as they're going to be sensible. That's, that's all. So, uh, that, oh dear, that's no one over 21 then, is it? Um, Okay, come on out. What's your name? Lisbeth. Okay, Lisbeth. You're quite small, aren't you? Do you mind standing on here? You've got high heels on. Oh, no. Well, they're sort of. That's better, isn't it? Turn around and face everybody. Okay, Lisbeth, what I want you to do is put these gloves on. You can put those on. A few weeks ago, I went to Poundland in Leamington. It's, aren't they wonderful shops, Poundland? <laughs> you go in to get one thing, and you always come out with five, don't you? All right? And the things that they sell, I went in specifically to buy some gardening gloves. And I got three pairs of gardening gloves. Do you know how much they cost me? A pound. <laughs> yes. Amazing. And I've used, as you can see, one pair. Fairly thoroughly. And they're filthy. With the things that we do wrong, the Bible uses various pictures and metaphors to describe the fact that we do things wrong. One of the things it says, it's like getting dirty hands. Okay? We think, say, and do things wrong, and our hands get dirty. And the more we go through life, the dirtier they get. We have all got dirty hands. But there is an exception. One person came into this world. We're going to be Jesus for a moment, all right? Put your hands up, a bit like Marcel. Marcel, you won't know who that is. And Jesus never did anything wrong. He never thought, spoke, or did one thing wrong in his life. 
that he's perfect. There was no consequences for the wrong he did because he never did anything wrong. But there came a time when the perfect Jesus, take them off, who never did anything wrong, was taken by the authorities and put those on. And the perfect Jesus, who never did anything wrong, took on himself when he died on the cross all my wrong and all your wrong. When people were walking past him, they looked at him and they thought, what a wicked man. What a bad man. He is reaping the consequences of the things that he's done wrong. But he had done nothing wrong. The Bible says that God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. He was reaping the consequences of the things that I have done wrong, of the things that you have done wrong. But more than that, God made him to be sin, but God gave me his goodness, his righteousness, so I could be forgiven. That's what happened when Jesus died. He was punished for my sin, and he gave me his goodness, those who trust in him. That's the only exception to the rule. Yes, a man reaps what he sows. Jesus was reaping what he didn't sow so that I could be forgiven. Lizbeth, thank you. Take those off. You might want to go and wash your hands actually. Thank you. Do you want to get down? So, yes, it's true. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A person reaps what they sow. But Jesus has come. And because Jesus has come and died on the cross, those who trust in him can be forgiven and can have his goodness. I'm so glad about that. Big or small, We've all done things wrong. So, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A person reaps what they sow. Unless you ask Jesus to forgive you. Um, We're going to have a prayer in a moment, but I've got with me a, a couple of books here. One is aimed at adults, called Joining the Dots. Another one for perhaps those who are still in primary school, called A Friend of God. If you'd like to know more about what I've been saying or what it means to be a follower of Jesus, when we're having tea and coffee at the end, you come and ask me and say, Ivor, can I have one of those books? And I'll freely give it to you on one condition that you promise to read it at some time. But if you want to know more about understanding why Jesus died for you and how you can be forgiven, you make sure you ask for one of these books. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that even though you never did anything wrong, you bore the sin of the whole world. That means you bore my sin. Help me to understand this. Help me to understand what I need to do to be forgiven. Help us to understand why it's so important we understand why you died for us. For we ask it, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen.